Girl Camper is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Get an RV policy quote by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or going to progressive.com backslash RV. And go Little Guy Worldwide, whose full line of lightweight camping trailers are Girl Camper favorites. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit, and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my little 1966 Go Tag Along vintage travel trailer. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can become a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster. And this is episode number 55 of Girl Camper, the podcast. On today's show, I welcome Tim Denig of Gulfstream Coach Incorporated. Gulfstream manufactures many fine trailers, but I was especially drawn to the newest version of their modern vintage trailer, the Vintage Cruiser. At this year's Elkhart show, they rolled out their new woody trailer. If you, like me, are a fan of those birchwood interiors, you are going to be swept away by the classic style of this trailer, but it has all the modern amenities. Tim was gracious enough to sit down and share the trailer story for Girl Campers. Stay tuned. is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Get the perfect amount of coverage wherever you roam around the United States. With packages available for seasonal use or for full-timers, you can call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit progressive.com backslash RV today. Well, it was a wonderful, wonderful weekend in beautiful Georgia. Those Georgia pines are whispering to me and they're telling me not to come home. (laughs) I have to go home tomorrow and I don't want to because it is 75 and gorgeous here. And apparently it rained all weekend in New Jersey, so it was a good weekend for me to have to work. So we had a great time and another successful camper college is under our belts. The wonderful dealership of Southland RV hosted all of us on Friday night. And I want to thank our host, Brett Hensley, and his sidekick, Matt, who gave us the most wonderful talk while we were there. Matt grew up in the RV industry and had a broom in his hand in his father's RV shop when he was seven years old. 
this guy knew what he was talking about and it was so great and there were so many questions answered and we had such a nice spread of food put out by Southland which I really always appreciate because so many people are coming to the event straight from work and it's hard to pay attention when you're hungry. <laughs> so it's like having a night class that you go to straight from work. It's awful. So they put a great spread on us and they gave us a wonderful demonstration of all the features from the awnings to the stabilizing jacks to the plugs explaining things about the roof and the skylights and and one thing that Matt covered that a lot of RV dealers don't touch on is sort of annual maintenance of your trailer the things you should be doing annually and one of the things he said that really caught my attention is you should check your roof annually because even if you have one of the one-piece roofs most roofs and trailers have holes cut in them for vents, for skylights, for antennas, air conditioners, and those things eventually, the caulk they put around them begin to shrink. So those are things that need to be checked annually. So Matt just gave a fantastic talk and then everybody broke up into four small groups and went around to the different trailers and the Southland staff had a personnel at a person at each trailer to answer questions about that trailer and demonstrate things on that trailer. So it went on and on and on. We didn't leave there till 8.30 or a quarter to nine at night and I just thought it was so informative. One of the things I have to tell you though that I really love about camper colleges is, and this is sentimental, and I, I love meeting the podcast listeners. It's so corny, but I feel like I know you and I feel like you know me. And when you write me letters, I really take them to heart and I really try to answer your questions. And so it was so great meeting so many of you. And Zach and Lee, I want to tell you, I'm so glad you got a babysitter and came out. You, you just enchanted me and I just loved meeting you. And Zach was so cute. He wanted me to say the thing I say in the opening. I'm Janine Pettit, and I'm a girl camper. I go places, and I do things in my little 1966 Go Tag Along trailer. <laughs> well, there you go, Zach. I was so tired, I couldn't bring up the words in my mind <laughs> when he kept saying, would you just say that, go places and do things? I couldn't bring it up in my head. Zach, the minute I got in my car to drive back to my hotel... It, it popped into my head. Isn't that how it always goes? So there, I said it for you now. And I think it's so cute that you like that part. And I enjoyed meeting you and Lee so much. And I appreciate all the podcast listeners who came from so far away. We had two women who drove all the way from Tampa, Florida, seven and a half hours to be at this camper college. So that should tell you something, Florida RV dealers, but it should also show me how um, faithful and loyal podcast listeners are and, and what a service the RV dealers are providing for them. It was just such a fun night for me. So thank you all who came out and thank you, Matt and Brett, for hosting us. And thank you, Chris Baum, for flying in and taking part in it. That was always makes it so special. So... From there, we went the following day to the Country Living Fair at Stone Mountain, Georgia. Well, I have been watching the Sisters on the Fly do this annual event, and i got to tell you, 
That campground was out of this world. There were 93 sisters on the fly there. And I didn't look up who was going to the event because I just got too busy. And so when I got there, I got the surprise of my life seeing so many old friends. I saw a sister on the fly friend, Nan and Susan, that I haven't seen in so long. And we had such a good time reminiscing about a trip that we went on together in 2009. And and Susan had a um, photo album of that trip. And we just laughed our heads off with all those memories. It was such a fun trip. And so it was great seeing all the sisters on the fly. But we were able to take advantage of an empty slot in the campground it was quite full because it was a gorgeous weekend. And Southland was nice enough to come over, bring us a little tap trailer, and they hosted another camper college at the campground with 93 sisters on the fly there. And I got to tell you that Chris Baum got beat up a little bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, the girl campers were really drilling it into his head that they don't want brown campers anymore. No more brown. No more brown. <laughs> he took it all in good stride. And I got to tell you, that's the one thing I got to tell you about um, Little Guy Worldwide is they really listen to what their customers are saying. So the girls were giving him an earful about that new um, Scotty trailer coming out. And they wanted to know and they wanted to make sure he knew what they want in a vintage styled trailer. So I think it was good on both sides of the aisle for that whole thing. And I want to thank Southland again because they came out and they fed us all again and it was a great night. And I've got to tell you one more thing because this Stone Mountain Campground, I uh, somehow in 2017, I have got to get that in my travel agenda. That is a treasure for the state of Georgia, and I didn't get the time to go around the park. It's a huge park. It's not just a campground. It's a stone mountain that pops out of the middle of Georgia, and there's a tram that goes up to it, and there's a historic village. I wasn't able to get to any of those things, and it was pure torture because I wanted to play, but I was sort of at work, so I couldn't do that, but I am going to put that on my agenda for 2017 because that park is just a treasure. But I looked this up. I had a feeling I ran into my good friends, Keith and Tia Sims, who are fellow Go RVing bloggers. And you might have caught them on the Go RVing Live Facebook event last Friday. You can go back to Go RVing's Facebook page and see that if you want. But they are also correspondents for the RV FTA podcast network and they did an episode on campground of the week on stone mountain so look that up on campground of the week and try to put that in your travel plans if you're anywhere east of the mississippi just make it a point to go to this park it was absolutely beautiful so the last thing i want to tell you in our news roundup is a little message from go little guy worldwide they make those great tab trailers that are girl camper favorites and they're going to be hosting us again at Princess Craft RV down in Round Rock, Texas. And that's going on November 11th. So if you're a Texas podcast listener and you weren't able to make it to this one, we're going to be at Princess Craft RV November 11th, Round Rock, Texas. I'm going to be there. It's going to be a lot of girl camper fun. And we're going to do the same thing all over again for the Texas girls. So mark your calendars for that one. 
I'll be back in a minute with our campfire chat. Campfire Chat is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and they want you to know that while gazing at the stars and hanging out at the campfire, those things are best enjoyed with the bliss of saving money by adding an RV policy to another progressive policy, like a car, motorcycle, or a boat. So save money and set out on a new journey by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visiting progressive.com backslash RV. And sitting around the campfire gazing at the stars is exactly what we were doing this weekend. And it really made me stop and think and count my blessings how important this group is to so many people, me included. I'm at the top of that list. So it was a work weekend for me, but really it was so much more fun than a normal RV show or event that I'm at because my tribe was there. <laughs> there were 93 sisters on the fly there. And after Camper College on Saturday night, we got this big giant bonfire going and I got to sit and chat with all my online friends. Now, some of them I've met before. My friend Jackie Wicker, I finally got to meet in person, even though I feel like I know her because we're always on instant message going back and forth, and she's a big podcast fan. It was just so great to sit around the fire with her, and I got to see my friend Deb Facer, who I have met before, but really stay mostly in touch with online. So, it's that online community I'm always talking about. So when you get to be with those people that you feel like you already know, it was just so wonderful. And the weather was absolutely perfect. And we sat out and it was just enough of a chill for a campfire and not too um, cloudy or anything. It was a perfect fall camping night. And over and over, I heard women talking about how they became engaged with Sisters on Fly. How did you find out about it? Where did you join the group? Where did you find your trailer? Everybody always tells their story to another sister. And there were about 20 women there who were on their first camp out. So they were telling about how they found out about the group. But the theme that ran over and over in the whole weekend was, how important this group is to so many people. Even people with very full, rich lives enjoy this aspect of being able to get away with their friends and enjoy enjoy the outdoors. It was so much more fun than any kind of hotel getaway. I want to talk to you about some of the stories of the people I met this weekend. And forgive me if I don't include you in this because I literally met so many people this weekend, but a couple stories are really sticking to me. And I want to just share people's um, reasons for coming into the group. We met a wonderful new sister on the fly. It was her very first trip. Her name is Jane. And Jane, I am keeping you. <laughs> you, you are going to be a shoe-in in this group. Jane is very young, just in her early 50s, and she lost her husband quite suddenly to pneumonia very unexpectedly a year and a half ago. And she is one of those women that's in that boat where 
You think life is going one way and then you find out it's not. And Jane has such a great attitude and she actually flew from Florida up to this event and stayed at a hotel, which I absolutely applaud you for, Jane, for not thinking that you couldn't go on this unless you had a trailer. She didn't even get a tent or anything. She just flew, got herself a rent-a-car, got to the nearest hotel and came over and pulled up a chair around the campfire, which I think is incredibly brave. And everybody who met her loved her. And she made her way around the group, meeting people and talking. And she came to Camper College and she learned so much. And Jane's game plan now is that she is going to spend her winter looking at all the RV shows, figuring out what she wants. She got an opportunity to look at all the other girls' trailers and talk to them about what kind of trailers they're pulling, why they're pulling that, where they store it. So she was on a mission on this trip to make new friends and to find out if this group was something for her. And it was a huge hit. And she went away so excited I saw her at Camper College on Friday night, and on Saturday when she was back at the Country Living Fair and at the campground, she said to me, I was so excited I didn't even sleep. My mind was racing with all the things I was going to do. So, Jane, it was wonderful meeting you, and I just applaud you for just jumping in and going out there. Now, I met another woman, Regina. I want to give a little shout out to Regina. Regina is a podcast listener who lives in the Atlanta area and she came over to the fair just to say hello to me and Regina it was great of you to come over and thank you so much and Regina is in a similar boat she's her children are grown she's a grandma she's happy Um, she's a single woman and she just wants to do things and she is looking she's gaining information but she's willing to put herself out there Regina had not yet joined Sisters on the Fly, but I told her about a few things coming up, things that you don't need a camper for. Most Sister on the Fly trips you don't need a camper for. So she's jumping in with both feet now. She said she was going to go home and join Sisters and possibly join us on a trip that we're going to be doing in February. But Regina, it was wonderful, wonderful meeting you. Now, another woman I met that was so enchanting to me was Dottie. Dottie is 70 years old and has a Class A motorhome that she bought on her own as as a single widowed woman and learned to drive. She did not RV with her husband. And she has a daughter and son-in-law who blog for Go RVing, Keith and Tia Sims. This is Tia Sims' mom. And I am incredibly impressed by this little tiny woman and this big giant motorhome. But she is trying to get herself to the place where she can drive it on her own. Because currently she only follows Keith and Tia, her daughter and son-in-law. So we we were really pumping her up. And we were, were telling her we'll be her tribe and we'll get behind her and we'll help her. And I, I just thought it was incredible that this little tiny woman is not intimidated by this giant Class A motorhome. But she is not yet at the point where she can go on her own. Um, so... I met so many other women. I always hesitate to just um, point out specific people because 
I don't want anyone else to think that I didn't think you were great too because I just met so many incredible people this weekend and people who want to get out there and um, Stephanie and her mom came and uh, Stephanie's 36 and single and and you know she just wants to do things you know she wants to break out of a pattern that she's in and do new and fresh things so all of this got me to thinking about the whole girl camping movement in itself and what is in it beside the camping because of course we all love to camp and we all love our little trailers but women are so um inspired by this idea there's so much more in and I was talking to people, we, we came up with a couple of things. And one of them is this. There's such a cool thing about just belonging to a tribe, a group of women that are just your people. And it's large enough in that group that there's always someone there that you can connect with. And that's the really cool thing about Sisters on the Fly. There's 8,000 members across the country. So there's always someone in that group and there's personalities that go together and personalities that don't and there's people who like to hike and there's people who like to craft. It's such a large group, you'll always find someone in there to be your companion on these trips and I just think that's so neat. The other thing about having the tribe is that it's a group of women and they will always help you to learn the ropes. Anytime you come into something new, and some people didn't grow up camping, so it's completely, completely new to them. They don't know anything about camping. They don't know how to start a campfire. The whole idea of hitching up a trailer, backing it up, plugging it in, leveling it, is intimidating enough. There are women who don't know the first thing about camping gear or any of those things. So when you get a tribe like the Sisters on the Fly, You've always got someone there to help you learn the ropes, and I think that is so cool. The other thing about the tribe is a lot of times people have this idea that there's always some place I've always wanted to go. And if you're single or you're you don't have adventurous friends, the friends I have in New Jersey that camp with me are women other than Carol BFF. They are women that I met in this group. For the 20 years I was raising kids and involved in PTA and all the things we moms do, I could never convince one person in that pretty big circle of friends to join me camping. <laughs> it's just not my, they don't do it. So maybe you have great friends, but they don't have that adventure thing that you want to do. And maybe there's some place that you've always wanted to go. A place that's been on my hit list for the longest time is Tybee Island. And everybody was talking about Tybee Island this weekend. There's a Tybee Island trip coming up in February. I came right home and signed up for it because I got people to go there with me now. So maybe in a having a tribe, there's a place that you've always wanted to go and never been able to talk your husband into going with you or a girlfriend or anybody. And the thing about this group is you can just put that out there. Hey, who wants to go there? With 8,000 people, someone's going to say yes. So that's a cool thing about having a tribe. The other thing that we were talking about this weekend is our widows. Oh, God bless you all. There were so many that I met this week, and there was one, and I'm sorry that I can't remember her name because I, she was so dear, and she came to Camper College with her sister, and she was in tears when she left, not because she was crying, 
because life didn't go the way she wanted it to go. She was crying because a year and a half later, she felt like, wow, maybe there is something on the other side. She left there hugging all of us saying, you know what? I feel now like maybe I have something else I could do, something to look forward to. So I think belonging to a group of women like this is a backup plan. We all know someone whose life went off the rails in a bad way. It just went not not like like poor Jane. Her husband was 50 years old and, and as fit as can be. And something, pneumonia got him in, in a matter of weeks. And it was so sad. And, and she is brave and she's moving forward. So having a backup plan when life doesn't go your way, having someone to look forward to, um, to doing things with, having a group that will do things with you. Travel groups are not like women's book clubs. We kept thinking about this all weekend long. The sisters on the fly and all the bonding and congealing and happiness and hugging and sharing and, and, <laughs> and girly goopy fun that was happening all weekend long. This is not the kind of thing you get out of a book club or a knitting group. There's something about a travel group. Your scenery is changing. It's not somebody else's living room every month. It's someone else's state. It's someone else's environment. It's the mountains. It's the beach. It's the plains. It's big towns. It's small towns. It's so much bigger than what you get when you join a book club or something like that. So we really felt like when we were talking about all these things, when the weekend was winding down and there were five or six of us left and we were dissecting the weekend and talking about all the great people we met, that was one of the things we said. This is not like the Red Hat Society. It's not like a bunch of women meeting for Pinochle or playing Mahjong and having a glass of white wine. These are people that really dig in and do things together. Now, the last thing I thought about is about this being something more than camping is when you really want to go out and do things and you're a single woman, it is just safer to travel in numbers. You know, it's a safer way to travel. There's safety in numbers. First of all, when there's a bunch of women all crossing a parking lot together after dinner at night, they're less vulnerable than a woman all alone. So physically, you're less vulnerable. But emotionally, you are so much stronger when you know you've got your tribe. You get a confidence from knowing I'm surrounded by women who are doing this. They're giving me that confidence that I could do it too. And the last thing is, in that whole reality is, when you have something that goes wrong and you have the collective wisdom of all those people, it just makes you feel more confident to take the trip to begin with. So that's just my little thing on my whole weekend. It really made me sit down and pause and count my blessings about all the women I've met over the years doing these things. And there were just so many stories being told and so many reminisces happening. Reminisces, is that a word? There was so much reminiscing going on about previous trips, which makes the trip you're in even more fun too. And this trip is going to become a reminiscing moment at some point. So 
It just made me stop and count my blessings and feel very grateful. And I just want to encourage everybody who is still on the outside thinking about it to just go on and get a sister number, get your feet wet, start jumping in, get on that line online, start following those groups and just try to make an entry into it. You'll always find people who can help you. I'm going to be back in a minute with my interview with Tim Denig, and I got to tell you, this camper really set my heart on fire. You know I love my St. George and my Riverside Retro. There was so much beauty in this trailer. I think it's a fantastic girl camper trailer, and I can't wait for everybody to take a look at it at this season's upcoming RV shows. We'll be back in a minute with Tim. I am here with Tim Denig, who is the North American Sales Manager for Laminated Trailers for Gulfstream Coach. Good job. <laughs> I did it right. I had to write it down. <laughs> That's a long title, Tim. Yes. I'm a big guy, so they can get a lot on the back of my shirt. Okay, that's it, right? There you go. So here we are. We are sitting in the Vintage Cruiser at the RV show. This is We're at in Elkhart at the RV show for the manufacturers. Correct. It's the largest manufacturer show in North America. And we actually, as you just saw, we bring people in from all over the place. Puerto Rico, uh, Germany, uh, Japan, China, everywhere. Yeah, I just met a dealer who is taking your... Gulfstream Cruisers to um, Puerto Rico. Yep. Brand new. He loved it. His last thing he thought he was going to be putting on a boat shipping to Puerto Rico. But here they go. The vintage cruiser and especially the Woody, new Woody edition. He's so excited they can't stand it. So yeah. he's excited. Well, long-time listeners might remember that I picked the Vintage Cruiser last year as one of my top five girl camper picks when we did the Louisville show last year. But I'm doing my top five picks this year a, a little early, and I think you are going to be the first person to make the cut a second year in a row. <laughs> can't wait. So I fell in love with the Vintage Cruiser last year. With a few minor decorating things, but the whole um, concept of this trailer, I love the way it's laid out. I love the space that's overhead. I love the way you have utilized every single little nook and cranny in this trailer. But then when I saw that you were coming out with a woody version of this, I actually pulled up here late Monday and came straight here to see it. Well, everybody remembers the old woodies you know with the the station wagons with the surfboards on top and the beach boy music playing and that's what we wanted create that mm -hmm. feel and then give them the interior of like they were sitting back at a lake in a cabin mm -hmm. and it's working and people are just amazed at the look and the feel and the nostalgia value of this and yet it has every modern amenity of 2016 actually 2017 and that's the better part because I know that my wife would never camp in a 1950s coach, but she loves this. 
<laughs> did your wife have anything to do with this? Oh, yes, she did. She watches that show um, to redo campers. Flipping RVs. Flipping RVs. And finally, she said, why don't you do one of those? So I said, I'm gonna. And when I told her that, she said, oh, heck no. I, we would never use it yeah. because it doesn't have... USB and LED and TVs and air conditioning and, and real beds and a potty. <laughs> and, you know, so that's when the lights went off. We said, we're going to build one brand new and just make it, give it the charm of the 50s. I think you mentioned that. Give it the charm of the 50s, but give it everything of, the, of 2017. You know what I really love about this particular trailer? This is your Vista Cruiser. It is. You already had this in your line. I like what you did in which you, you didn't try to be a vintage trailer. No. You gave it some very homey vintage touches without trying to beat us over the head with a retro style. Correct. You, you didn't change the shape of this. You gave it nostalgic touches. So let's talk about the Woody for a minute. Um, tell us what's in it. Well, first, the interior is knotty pine. It has a knotty pine look. Um, mm -hmm. On, on all the paneling inside the coach. So again, you feel like you're mm -hmm. at a cabin on the lake in Wisconsin somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what in you In the Wisconsin like. Dells. There you go. <laughs> there goes a duck. And then you feel the, with that, you have the sides that resemble the old station wagon. The only thing we didn't put on it were surfboards on top. Mm -hmm. But we did add, right next to the door, we have an old woody station wagon picture with the mm -hmm. surfboards on top just to make sure people know what we're thinking about which that way people know it's a really oh look it's a woody but besides that that was the easy part then we changed the bedspreads and that to resemble the car motif mm -hmm. and but the interior that knotty pine interior just jumps out at you and you've walked the show no one has it no, and uh, you know, my listeners know that I love a lake house and my um my Riverside Retro has birchwood interior. I have a 1966 go tag along. I love the old birchwood beauties, but you guys really nailed it with the color of that wood because it's really hard to get that down. And what I loved about this when I walked into it, it really does have that feel of aged wood of, of a patina. And so you created this homage to the Woody, <laughs> and you know you're not trying to be a Woody, but you're you're bringing back that reminiscence of it. And that wood color in there looks like an aged cabin. Oh, it really does. I mean, you're the only thing. I, I actually, when you're inside it, and we were building that, you almost expected somebody to holler out, "Hey, there goes a big Kahuna." You really do. <laughs> And that's what we felt. That's what mm -hmm. we felt when it started appearing. And we really worked a lot on it because we didn't know what we were going to do. We started with the roof, and then we started, we thought, no, let's try the sidewalls. Let's do it all. And then we settled on where we're at. But we really worked a long time at it. And it so what you're perfect. talking about there is you when you were doing your prototype, you initially put wood on everything. Yeah. And it was too much. Too much. Then and we tried then just the roof. Your great designer, Sue, who I had the privilege of meeting last year, went back and said, we have to do a white ceiling, mm -hmm. and um, you tone down the floor, and yep. so, and then your refrigerator panels, the accent color in the woody is red. It is. And the refrigerator doors are bright red, but you give buyers the option of having the refrigerator doors wood panels if they prefer. Correct. Whatever the... So if you just want to spot a red... 
if you just want to spot it right on the coach, there it is. Yeah. And for those customers that just feel like they love everything about the coach, mm-hmm. but they're just not into the vintage look, that's the Vista Cruiser. They can buy that. It's the exact same product. We've been building Vista Cruiser floor plans um, for eight years. So we just took that platform, just like a car company yeah. does, we took the platform of the Vista and made the vintage. Well, let's talk about all the elements in that because sure. I, when I was in there the other day, I could not believe there's so much attention to detail in there with the lighting that you were pointing out to me, the two sets of your overhead bed lights sure. could be blue or so let's start with lighting well, tell us what you did with lighting i like to start front to back let's go there okay so in the front of the coach you usually have the walk around queen bed uh that has you can pick up for storage it has struts so no one has to break a rib trying to open it, it has struts with a uh, under floor mounted spare tire hiding out of the way so it's brand new the day you ever need your spare tire it's not sitting and dry rotting in the sun or the snow on the back end or getting stolen it's underneath your bed in its own little hidden compartment then with the lighting up in the bedroom you have uh, two little reading lights you have it and they, they come out in blue a blue tone a neon tone that would give you just a mood or a night light and then for reading it'll turn to a bright white reading mm-hmm. light and that's cool you get two of those then on the side but you can pinpoint those you can what turn, I like about it is you can turn them left yeah totally directional right. move them wherever you want um, then there's plugs on both sides of the bed to plug in your computers and phones and charging stations so uh, you don't have to get you know leave everything out in the main room it, everything's right there with a few little there's about a 12 inch uh, spot on both sides of the bed to put your um, glasses or your radio or your uh, teeth (laughs) 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 but whatever you need there's room then our windows again it's a big deal all of our windows are jealousy windows or awning type windows that you can crack them in a rainstorm and it won't rain in where everybody else tends to put sliders so we got rid of the sliders because we want fresh air in here yeah I was recently complaining about that and I've noticed it here at the show not many people use these windows and they let in the most air it's one of, we're one of the few and then uh, all LED lights throughout over the galley you're going to have a, a beautiful soffit with two uh, sunken LED lights um, you can change the mood you can turn off the overhead lights and just have the kitchen lights on which is you know it's kind of nice sometimes it's a bright mm-hmm. day and yeah. you come in and you just don't want to be all overcome by the lights we'll just turn on a few lights and you'll love it then we give you the decorative uh, uh, lighting above each dinette and what's nice about that it just creates a little nostalgic feel Mm-hmm. Um, and those are from an old RV. We had them copied. And I love the way these can be directed, too. Again, if I were sitting here with my laptop, I could move this. Turn them wherever you want. Mm-hmm. And if you had your laptop, you would just reach over your shoulder and plug it into the USB charging station up underneath the overhead. Oh, the underneath kitchen. the kitchen countertop mm-hmm. here. So you have well, USB charging it's station. It's a double. It's a double because everybody has a few. And then you have, uh, in the kitchen, you have an oven option that's there. If you don't get the oven, it would be a storage door uh, with a three-burner or two-burner stovetop. You have a microwave up top with, again, generous storage. Storage at the very top, and we did that from a customer. The storage on top was not there. A customer came back two years ago, and I said, can I see how you personalized yours? I walked in, and they had knocked out, that used to be a flat panel, and they had knocked Mm. it out. 
I thought it had fallen on. So I said, mm-hmm. hey, bring that in to door number two. Well, I'll have them fix it while you're taking a yeah. tour. Oh, no, we did that. That's storage. Yeah. And I went, oh, so we put the three-inch lip there, so whatever you put in stays. So potato chips, uh, extra plates, Scott towels, yeah. coats, you, every, anything that you you want to place to you throw. You can really soft pack that with, you can, you know, with tons. the... Yeah. And Even the towels. Yeah, tons. Yeah. yeah. Full bath. And then some of our bathrooms, the door doubles as a secondary closure for the front end of the coach. So like on this one, if you pull the bathroom door towards the back of the coach, it closes off the whole front of the coach. So it's like you have a bedroom suite. Right. Uh, it's a great changing area. It is. Now, you know, if I were camping with my husband or like if I was just camping with my mom and she wanted to get a shower, she could close that, take her time, get a shower, dry her hair, all that in there in privacy. And never be bothered. And again, you're talking about the full bath. You know, so many of these are wet baths or baths that were made for the hunchback in Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be in most of our baths six foot four and stand straight up. You can, in the middle of the coach, you'd be seven foot three and stand straight up. So you get you have great height, interior height. You don't feel claustrophobic no, you don't, at all. Yeah. And also, in the front end, you have a TV hookup with an arm. And so you can put the TV in the bedroom to watch at night. You can bring it out of the bedroom and put it in the main room, like here. Or you can even take it off of here and put it outside underneath the awning. Okay, so I want to talk about that because I thought that was such a neat feature. And I've seen many trailers in here at the show that have multiple televisions in the trailer. I don't even have one. (laughs) But if you were traveling for a long period of time, I do miss the television when I want to get the weather channel, when something's happening. So you have a, a system you guys designed, and it clamps on. There's a receiver, mm-hmm. so you unplug the television. The television is mounted and screwed onto a bracket, but the whole thing comes off television and all, and then you just move it to the bracket in the kitchen or the bracket outside if you're going to watch the game on Sunday. One TV. One television, three, three brackets. Spots. Yep. Yeah. And the arm comes with it. So if the sun's in the wrong spot, just move it to where you're out yeah, of the sun think, yeah. or where you're staying. You might be grilling in the back of the coach. So if you're grilling outside, on the, uh, uh, we have the optional grill, you can be grilling and turn it to the back and watch, watch while you're mm-hmm. grilling. And that's a feature you guys designed and had manufactured just for you. Yeah, because we, had, we have a different type uh, bumper. We put our, most everybody puts their um, sewage hose in the square bumper mm-hmm. in the back of their coaches. Mm-hmm. Last I knew, water doesn't go with steel real well. And mm-hmm. they usually rust out and get all yucky. So we put a sewage, a round plastic sewage hose compartment on the front of the coach. Plastic, water, works mm-hmm. out pretty good, cleans up pretty well. But now the back bumper doesn't rust out. And then we put a C-channel bumper, so we had to design our own mm-hmm. uh, grill. And mm-hmm. so we have a great grill that sits on the back end. Uh, we didn't design the grill, I should say. We designed mm-hmm. the system. And it works great. you got a high output grill. Those and then you have your Quick Connect. Quick Connect right at the rear corner. Right there. So the propane is right there. You put that on. And it's all set. And what we do, too, is I'm insistent that we will only put the propane hookup at the back corner. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies will let you have a hookup in the middle of the coach underneath the awning. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, that's the craziest place to ever put one because now you have to keep your doors and windows shut. It discolors your awning horribly bad. You're cleaning okay. soot off your awning all the time. And 
Last I knew, the last place you want the hottest thing in the world is sitting in the middle of where you're all supposed to be entertaining yourselves. Yeah, that's your that's your little outdoor dining and eating yeah. and gathering space. That's we, why the awning's you there. You shouldn't be cooking there. So we always put it on the rear corner. It's safer yeah. and out of the way. Yeah. So I like that. And we have the electric awning out there with speakers in the awning. Let's talk about the features on your awning because that awning is so cool. Isn't it? So it's an electric awning. Um, so where's the button? Right in here? button's right there. It says ex reach, extend So as soon as we're leveled, you get to the campground, you're leveled. Put out the awning. And it's hooked. It, electric is turned on. You just push that button. Push the button. Uh, with that, it has a LED awning light, the length of the awning. Mm -hmm. uh, you do not have to extend the awning. You can turn the LED light on, and it's on all the time. Okay. Uh, some of these, if you, it won't work unless you put the awning out. Okay. Ours is on all the time. And then it also has speakers in the ends of the awning, so in the perfect spot. Instead of being in the side of the coach where um, it reverberates throughout the entire interior mm -hmm. and drives everybody crazy, we put them in the awning. So now when you deploy the awning, the speakers are pointing straight down. You can listen to a little music or news in the morning or mm -hmm. at night and never bother anybody inside or your neighbors because you might, when I said, the speakers point down. Down. When they're in the side of the coach, they point straight out towards your neighbors. So right. Our speakers point straight down and don't bother everybody. And it's, I was thinking of a scenario where um, one of the guilty pleasures I have about camping is that I just get to sit down with a magazine. I have a stack of magazines, six inches high, that come in the mail. Trailer Life, Vintage Trailer <laughs> Camper. I haven't even opened them yet, and I take them in the trailer with me. And on a Sunday afternoon, on a Sunday, breeze coming through, I just love to lay there and flip through the magazines, and I would not want that speaker. I'm sensitive to yeah. noise pollution. I just don't ever listen to music while I'm camping, but my husband does. Yeah. yeah. He'd be outside, and he wouldn't yeah. bother you one bit. Yeah. So it's I love things, that feature. Yeah, it's little things like that. It's even the drawers. The drawers mm -hmm. are full bulb alert bearing glides. At home, I've cut my hands so many times reaching in for the scissors or a knife mm -hmm. because I can't see. But now you right. pull the drawer completely out, and you can look straight down into the drawer. Mm -hmm. Having a double sink so you can rinse on one side and clean on the other. Perfect. High right. faucet sink so that you can put pots and pans. I do like the that. hardware on this sink. Thanks. Very pretty. I want to talk about the profile of this camper. It's very pretty on the road. It's very pretty from outside. I just love the shape of it. Mm -hmm. But when you're in it, it just kind of goes up and then down a little. It has that teardrop effect. And But it gives you a sense of volume inside. Oh, tons of volume. As I said, you can be seven foot three in the middle there, so it gives you a peak. So you have a peak and a little valley front and back. But the best part about that is that on the exterior, it's one-piece fiberglass, like a high-end motorhome. Some of the high-end motorhomes are the only ones with fiberglass roofs on. We're one of the only RVs in the country that have a fiberglass one-piece front wall, roof, and rear wall. Mm -hmm. Six worst leaks in the RV business are the four corners of the roof and the two seams where the front wall and the rear wall meet the roof. Okay. We don't have those. Okay. So, so we, don't, we don't have the six, right off the bat, the six worst leaks we can't have. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is the reason we're lighter than the average bear is we use Asdale composite in the sidewalls right behind the fiberglass. By using that, it's 50% lighter than wood, but it will never rot, mold, or mildew. So if somehow, because of whatever reason, this coach would leak, the wall behind the fiberglass won't rot, mold, or mildew and bubble up and create a big 
delamination mm-hmm. in your sidewall. Okay. That's pretty cool. And it doesn't have formaldehyde. I love That's this That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. this stuff. Yeah. So there's so many people now who have such a hypersensitivity to chemicals. That's a real problem in the industry. Yeah, it helps. Do we have formaldehyde? Yes, there's some formaldehyde in all coaches, but that really helps because that's one of the number one spots. Yeah. And that really helps. This stuff is amazing. You can put this Azadel in a bucket of water, pull it out three months later, wipe it off on your shirt, and it's brand new like the day you put it in the bucket. Okay. It just it, it's in, it will never accept moisture, and it will never put off an odor. Mm-hmm. So you burn the eggs... It doesn't get in the walls forever. Okay. You know, that's okay. happened to me in my old trailer. <laughs> so I love this stuff. So you have a nice speaker system and sound system in this inside, too. We have the outside ones on the awning, but inside you have a nice speaker Couple system. Couple speakers here. along with it's an AM, FM, CD, DVD, MP3 compatible, Bluetooth stereo. Oh, and we're going to answer the question that I keep getting asked by one of my followers named Bill T. Janine. Why do they put Blu-rays in the um, trailers? Cost. Cost. Everything's cost in business. Yeah. LEDs weren't in the business mm-hmm. for until really big time in the last two years. It was cost. It was simply cost. LED pricing has gone down tremendously. So now mm-hmm. you see them in the trailers. So with the Blu-rays, in order for you guys to put it in, you've got to buy it from the manufacturer then you send it to the um, dealer, and the dealer puts it in for you. So you've got two middlemen in there. Mm-hmm. Better to just go down and buy your own. And buy your own. It's just like TVs. Yeah. You know, or, or it's just like, here's my favorite. And no, nobody looks at me. They look at me funny at the shows. But they say, you know, I really would like a better mattress. And this is an upgraded mattress. Mm-hmm. And I look at them and said, you know, you need to go down the street to your favorite mattress place, to mm-hmm. Mattress Warehouse, Mattress Express. Get the one you want because mm-hmm. you could you could pay five hundred dollars to me for a posturepedic and it's still not the one you want. Right. And by then I've got to sell it to my dealer. My dealer has to make his markup, and before you know it, you could have saved fifty percent of the cost and got the one you really wanted. Right. And it's the same with TVs and the same with Blu-rays. Chances are, on those items you can do much better getting it on your own instead of getting it through us. Yeah, so do your research on these aftermarket products and, and, yeah. and personalize and upgrade the things that are important to you. Yeah, for years guys were doing that on the LEDs. They were putting in their own LEDs. Right. Now LED pricing came down, we're doing our own. So let's talk about this trailer from a towing standpoint. Mm-hmm. Why I think the Woody makes the cut as a girl camper. What is the weight on that trailer? The seventeen the footer, seventeen yeah. footer starts at three thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, we call it a seventeen. That's a box. It's really twenty feet long, bumper to bumper. Mm-hmm. So that's three thousand pounds with the options. Most of the with options. all the options in yeah. it. Yeah. Then in the nineteen footers, nineteen foot box, which are twenty three feet in total length, those are going to be right at thirty two hundred fifty pounds. Give or so take. that's not much more considering you're getting three more feet. Correct. So and then is that because of the fiberglass, Tim? The the weight the weight is not much more because the Asdell, okay, the, the fiberglass, and the aluminum framing, okay, that keeps the yes, weight down. Yes, keeps the weight down. So that's the key. And then the twenty three footer jumps up in weight because it's a twenty three foot box, twenty six feet total length. It jumps up to about forty four hundred pounds. But the reason there's a big jump 
is it has a second axle. So, and it also has a slide room, so it's a much bigger coach, wider mm -hmm. and longer when you get wherever you're camping. And with that second axle, it just gives you um, that extra strength going down the road in case yeah. of blowouts or that would be someone off-roading. Going for a long time, someone really maybe cross-country traveling. Yeah, they would probably go, if they can tow it, they would probably go for that. Yes, yes. The little bigger one. But so, at 4,400 pounds, you can still tow that with most SUVs on the market. Yeah, well, I'm a big proponent of the over-towing. I like the over-towing, <laughs> but, well, especially for women. You know, you just don't want to be caught in a situation where right. you can't speed up quickly or, sure. or get up a hill. And it depends on where you're towing, too. Well, and, and think about that. That's why everybody loves those coach so much. It's so aerodynamic on the front end. There's almost no place for the wind to catch. Mm -hmm. It's only seven and a half foot wide. You mm -hmm. only need the little extenders if you need those. You don't have to put those big extenders on. So most people can see around mm -hmm. these coaches with very little uh, do. You put an equalizer hitch on this or a sway control, mm -hmm. and it's all day long. You're f you don't know what's behind you. Yeah. I've actually gone where my plug came out, and I didn't know it, and it dragged on the ground, and a truck driver honked at me. I pulled over. I'd been driving for an hour without my brakes. Brakes. And I didn't know it because I was yeah. just using the brakes. I, I have an old uh, Ford Explorer that yeah. I tow with, or my kids call it the Exploder. <laughs> the Ford Exploder. We, uh, it towed great. Yeah. It towed great. Yeah. So it's very aerodynamic, lightweight, radial tires, not bias ply, mm -hmm. um, just a fantastic ride. It, yeah. it really is. You, you, you can't believe it. Until you, you've towed this versus trailers that are straight up and down in the front, it's like pulling a piano into the wind. It just doesn't work. These things are a dream. A yeah. dream. I, I would imagine this toes very easily just because of the shape. Now, let's talk about the, the shortest Woody you have, which is the 179, mm -hmm. um, which is you, your vintage cruiser Woody styled, which is what I am thinking is my girl camper pick. I mean, that's just so charming and adorable. What's the MSRP on that? That's probably going to come in somewhere in the 20s, or low 20s, like right Low 20s. There. And the reason it's it's so nice is because so many more people can tow that one. But mm -hmm. at a small camper, you still get a full bath, mm -hmm. full galley with an optional oven and microwave, um, a side-to-side, -side double bed, mm -hmm. and still a dinette. And it's all in that little bitty 17-foot box. Right, and, and you've got so you've got your bed. You don't have to take the table up and down at night. Nope. But you could if you wanted to. Correct. But you did something very clever that I want to tell the listeners about. So this little banquette we're sitting at right here, which is really a comfortable four-person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're not. You could comfortably sit four people here for dinner. Oh, yeah. But when this thing folds down, it looks as if it stops about eight inches away. But actually, there's a hidden cushion in here. There is. So you get the full uh, width of the trailer for sleeping space. In this trailer we're sitting in, you can be seven foot three and sleep with your legs straight. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar could sleep in here. <laughs> that's a good be ad. very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's really nice. And also, you have the oversized table, so four plates can sit on the table with serving trays in the middle. There's room in the... Yeah, this table is quite large. Mm -hmm. so, it's so that was a modification you made. Just a little one. Yeah. I think I was getting screamed at at the time. <laughs> so. 
So, so what does a design meeting go like over there at the Gulfstream headquarters? Hey, do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's everybody. Everybody has their input from the ownership on down. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a great team. Uh, Joe Cleland has been the guy that spearheads it at the plant, mm -hmm. along with the plant manager. But Joe, we have this great guy that I've been around for 20 years, Joe Cleland, that is is the true. He's the hands-on at the plant. If we get an idea, Joe makes it happen, along okay. with our engineer, uh, who's been doing lightweights for about that same time, Roy Helm. Between those two, we give them an idea, Joe spearheads it with Roy in engineering, and starts getting the plans drawn up. Sue starts working on the interior, her, she's our design interior. Then we start getting the input from the ownership and sales staff and they give us input into what's missing or what do we need to add mm -hmm. and then we get the prototype going and then we build a prototype hopefully it's close and then we build another prototype and mm -hmm. do all the changes we want um, off the do first Do people one. in the company use the trailer to see what they like and don't like about it? We, I'd like to say we do but we don't because we're a small com family owned company 30, over 30 years, family-owned company, where we are now the largest family-owned RV company in the nation. Now that um, Jayco now was that sold. Now was sold out, so we're one of the last of the Mohicans. So we all have many hats to wear. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to say we're out camping all the time, but we're not. We're, mm -hmm. we're out seeing dealers. Um, we don't have 87 people for every one coach, so mm -hmm. you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I like to tell people here my title, and they say that's pretty neat. And I, and I tell them that, and uh, 50 cents gets me a cup of coffee <laughs> at the corner because they usually see me out. I'll do the windows, I'll do the carpet, I'll yeah. dust, I'll do whatever we need to do yeah. because we keep it down and dirty. Let's get the yeah. job done, and it works. It yeah. works, and we unlike the big companies that sit around and do their meetings after meetings after meetings and paralysis by analysis, yeah. and then they make their changes right for this show, the mm -hmm. big show. Yeah. If we see we need to do something, we make the change immediately. Mm -hmm. We don't wait for the change of year. We yeah. say, you know what, that makes sense. Let's do that. Like that overhead. When that customer said that, we had that done in a week, and it went online, and it hasn't changed since. You know, we get great yeah, ideas. I, I really love to see when companies see the changes that their customers make and implement those mm -hmm. changes rather than just, there are a few companies I've seen who put the links online. Here's where you buy the parts that people are buying in order to, man to modify this trailer rather than modifying it themselves. No, we do a lot of that. I do at least. We yeah. watch and we see what customers are doing especially on our Facebook page for the Vintage Cruisers and they have great ideas and guys are putting drawers where I wouldn't put one and they're figuring it out and yeah. uh, putting end pads mm -hmm. in so they can get into the under under uh, dinette storage without yeah. having to pick up the seat. the seat covers. And I'm watching, I'm seeing what they're doing or little uh, vintage things they're buying and I go to Sue and say have you seen this yeah. and she starts yeah. playing with it yeah um, she got some great ideas on her pillows in the new Woody aren't those those they look like vintage Woody cars yeah she, she they're, they're great ideas that we find from yeah. our customers what do you see as a trend that's happening if you could choose a trend that you see happening in the RV industry um, the trend is because of Detroit and I call Detroit still the car capital of the world to me. Okay. And because of Detroit, every year, engines are getting smaller, and so are cars for that matter. And they can't keep buying the big stuff because they can't mm -hmm. tow it. 
the trend is for the last 20 years, but it was slow. Now it's growing steam. It's you have to have smaller trailers because the cars of today, that's about all they can do. Mm -hmm. So the trend is smaller, uh, skinnier, and then the interiors, and exteriors for that matter, people are tired of tan. They're tired of brown. Brown. They want to see color. Right. And colors. In. And this is so cheerful. We're not in the woody because there's too many people going <laughs> in and out of it for us to interview in it. So we're sitting in um, the vintage cruiser from last year, the which turquoise. I fell in love with, which is so bright and so cheerful. Mm -hmm. and, um, and and you and I were sitting talking earlier, and there were some fabric samples sitting there, and it's more the browns, you know. Mm -hmm so tired of it no everybody is and if you spend time with your customers they're telling you why you know I had one customer call me up and she had us order her for the crimson she had us order the crimson material that on these bench seats because she made her own headboard oh um, neat I said yeah we'll be happy to do whatever you want so yeah she sent me a picture a beautiful headboard made out of the crimson material and it's beautiful than someone else yeah. she was talking to her about it they had turquoise so they did the same thing so you yeah. you learn from these people the USB charging stations. I'm not a computer guy, but I have a phone. But my phone comes with a plug, so I figure yeah. you just need a plug. But the kids and everybody, oh no, you need yeah. USB. So I was against it, but we got it yeah. because they want it. Yeah. The customer wants it, so you might as well get it. For I them. mean USBs. That's just a given now. Yeah, LED I was lights. at a hotel on my way out here um, a couple nights ago. It was a big hotel, too. A Crown Plaza. They had no USB ports in the bedroom. No. <laughs> not next to the nightstand. Not even on the desk. I, I called the desk and I said, I must be missing it. She said, no, they don't have it. I couldn't believe it. Well, and, I mean, and that's, you just expect You that. expect it. But see, I don't because I'm not there. But even the, the Bluetooth, you know, to see yeah. somebody walking at the show. We'll be standing there at the show today and yeah. they'll plug in their favorite music off their phone. Hit and the, it's playing. And it's playing. And they're yeah. having it. They're going, now it's a party. Yeah, you know? now it's a party. And they're having fun. Yeah. And you look at this, and that's what it says. It says fun. And the other thing is, as I said, by adding the composites it's and aluminum mm -hmm. and fiberglass, it's so lightweight. Your Notice I mentioned Detroit again. Mm -hmm. Your family vehicles can tow this, so you don't need a separate tow mm -hmm. vehicle. So many times people walk in the show and go, I want to do this so bad, but i got to wait until next year when we can afford it. Change your car. car. Really? Because this, you can tow down the road probably today. Right. And they look at you like, get out of here. And they love it. They love it. I'm, we're seeing people trade in their motorhomes, okay. trade in their fifth wheels. It's so easy to tow. Well, this is extremely cozy. It's very homey. I love all the detail that you've done with the lighting. and the. Um, I, my favorite thing in this trailer, though, hands down, is the windows. <laughs> We're sitting here. It's a very hot day. We turned off the air conditioner so that we would be able to talk without it. And there's a nice breeze coming through here. The, this is the way to go with the windows, and not oh, yes. many people are doing this. No, they all went the other way. And those are safety glass windows, too. Yeah. I, I, and So you, is, is this why you don't have a rock guard? Well, we're I in the back. We don't need Yeah, so. we don't need the back. So, well, Tim, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I was jonesing to get at that Woody. <laughs> and you were so happy to take me over and look at it last night. And I, I'm going to be drooling over it. It's adorable. I can't wait to see how many girl campers get one and what they do to it because well, we're big it's fans beautiful. Of you and girl campers. So we <laughs> oh, hope thank to you. see this relationship grow. 
you're call me anytime you need me because that is one product I am more than happy to promote. I sure. just think it's beautiful, and I want to tell all the girl campers about it. When they're ready to go up to that next level, step out of their little tabs and tags and teardrops and get up to that. Boy, it's it's just it's a charmer. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, Tim. So thanks much. for taking the time and your busy day here. Oh, yeah. And thanks for feeding me last <laughs> no. night. Well, more food. <laughs> okay. We have thank more you. Food. our show for today. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Progressive Insurance and Go Little Guy Worldwide. They are a proud sponsor of the Girl Camper Podcast and Little Guy Trailers are in the business of getting you into the great outdoors. That is true. I don't know a company that tries harder to get those girl campers out there. And I want to thank Chris Baum again for coming out to our event and hosting all of us for our camper college at the campground and at Southland RV. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, Go Little Guy. I'd also like to thank my guest, Tim Denning from Gulfstream Coach. That trailer is one beauty, and I hope you will look for it at all the RV shows this winter. I fell in love with that cabin feel in there. I'd like to thank my producer, Stephanie Puglisi, for always putting this show together. Stephanie and her husband can be heard every Wednesday on Campground of the Week with all of their wonderful correspondents and on Fridays on the RV Family Travel Atlas podcast. So thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Jeremy. We're all back home and broke, as they say. They were in South Carolina this week, and you can hear all about it on the RVFTA podcast on Friday morning. Thank you, Stephanie and Jeremy. And everybody, have a good week. We'll see you next week.